This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. Oh my God, you guys, I am so excited. We are here with Lior Gal, aka The Therapy Gal. Lior, I am so excited to have you. Thank you for being here. How are you doing? I'm so excited to be here. I'm doing great. You know, today it's like 70 degrees here on the East Coast or or Northeast (laughs) Coast. And I'm feeling good. I mean, the sun, I feel like just like heals all. Oh my God, there's a giant bug. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Sorry. (laughs) Barkley, you gotta go pay your rent. Oh my God. I don't know what to do. Hold on. Hold on. I'm actually gonna call my I'm the biggest baby in the world. Wait, how big is it? What kind of bug is this? It's not that big. It's like an earworm thingy. Like, I I hate, I can't. Like, earwig thing? I don't know. It's like long and skinny. And (laughs) sorry, this is really embarrassing. What if you kill it? What if you throw a shoe at it? I don't. (laughs) Is that scary? Yeah. That's scary. Okay. What if you put Barkley near it? Would he do something? No. Okay. It's let me it's see. It's like oh, there. I there. See it. It's not even that big. You see it. It's not that big. I'm just a really, really, really big baby. What do I do? It's tough to live in this in New York City <laughs> with yeah. the whip. Fuck. Um, okay. I mean, you either gotta like take something really long and stand far and smack it. Okay, smack it. Or <laughs> this would be worse, I think. But shake the. Blind. No, 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 no okay. visceral reaction to that. So I, we need I just, something long. Move away. If the, I mean, if that is and, what feels the best. Um, but update, I've moved away from the bug and we're going <laughs> to try this again. Okay, Lior, how are you doing? <laughs> well, now I'm in a super giggly mood. <laughs> so so uh, it's <laughs> it's going to be hard to stay present. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm feeling good excited that was so pathetic no it's okay it happens we're all afraid of something this is true some of us more than others um 
We all share fear in a different way. I don't don't know how to switch gears right now. Okay. Well, I'm really excited to have you. Thank you so much for being here. There's so much I want to talk to you about, but I want to kind of center our conversation around a very timely topic, which is timely for a few reasons. One, holidays are coming up. Everyone is Mm -hmm. feeling a little bit extra anxious, I think, about you know, going home for the holidays and being single or not having a plus one to bring or to talk about. And it's also, we're deep into cuffing season. And I think a lot of people feel like they have tried literally everything to find their person and they're coming up empty. And I know I've been there. I know how hard of a feeling that is and how it makes you want to give up. But I know so many people have expressed so many different anxieties they're having around just never finding their person. So that's kind of a big picture of what we're going to talk about today. And I'm really excited for you to help us with that conversation. Before we do that, what led you to being a therapist? What got you here? Yeah. So I, I always love this question because it's it's non-conventional. I mean, this wasn't like a lifelong dream of mine where I always knew I was going to be a therapist and yada, yada. And I always get asked this question and I, I hope I don't disappoint people, but rather encourage people that you can basically do whatever you want. Um, But long story short, I went to school for communications. I was doing public relations. I felt like I was working in like what was the Devil Wears Prada. I was working in fashion. I did a PR internship in New York City. I was like, oh my gosh, this is not for me. It was four years of school. I graduated. I worked in sales. Terrible for me. I was not good at it. Um, And then one day I just quit my job and I was like, I'm going to become an occupational therapist. And that was it. Like I just quit my job one day, went back to school, finished my prereqs, then decided. Um, why? Right, why like, OT? Why was that what you decided yeah, to do? Good question. I just wanted to help people, and I felt like, I mean, I I was always interested in healthcare. I never thought that I could do it, um, whether it was like educationally or uh, physically or emotionally, and I was like you know, I I just, I found OT and I was like, this is really cool. And it can help a lot of people. Um, I ended up getting waitlisted from a lot of schools and then ended up getting rejected. It's a really hard, um, grad school program to get into. And my school, one of the schools that I applied to reached out to me and was like, Hey, we also have this like marriage and family therapy program. If you're interested instead of OT. And I was just like, okay. And that was it. Wow. <laughs> and then I became a therapist and it was the best decision, the best spontaneous decision I've ever made in my entire life. Wow. It was meant to be. Did you have any curiosities or questions around like, what is marriage and family therapy? Like, what does that consist of? What's that going to be doing? Were you just like, yeah, like, let's see what happens. I'll either like it or I'll do something different. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I definitely like Googled it and I searched it and I read books and then I, you know, I had my uh, interview and then I got in and I was like, you know what, if it was just this easy to me, it was just a sign. Not that I always want to lean on signs or believe in signs. Like it's, sometimes that isn't the case, but yeah. it just so happened to be for me. And I went with it and it was, it's like my calling. Like I really connected to it. And I, especially like during the pandemic, I was thinking about all the healthcare workers and like going into the, well, not the office, the hospitals and everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, how lucky am I? You know, I got really lucky. I got to stay at home or go into an office where I'm not treating people that are in the hospital. So Mm -hmm. I think- But still help people in a way that was needed then more than ever. Yes. Yep. Exactly. I mean, I really got 
thrown in and it was, I mean, it was amazing. I'm, I'm so happy. That's incredible. I love that story because you never know where like a phone call, an email, an opportunity can take you. And I feel like I talk to a lot of people who ask for career advice and like, how did you get where you are? And I'm like, I never planned this. Like this was not on my like wish list or my 10 year plan. Like I somehow fell into this and I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. Wow. Because you get to be creative and you get to use your brain in a different way that you probably wouldn't get to in a, in a traditional computer job or desk job or, you know, whatever. And it's, it's remarkable. I mean, I get that. Exactly. So when it comes to dating and relationships, what have you found some of the themes to be in terms of your clients and what they're struggling with the most? Yeah, I think, okay. Through my progression of being a therapist and being, you know, a person now in their thirties, I just turned 30. (laughs) A month ago. You literally could pass for 23. I don't know if that's, I think, I think it's a compliment. Yeah. No, but. it's a compliment. I'll take it. I, I hope Great. I stay like that forever. Yeah. Um, but something that I've always noticed is this like um, progression of the the apps. And I'm sure, I, you know, I know you, you probably talk about this a lot on your podcast and, and just how this shows up, but I'm noticing a, a clear connection between people struggling with dating and the apps because they can be really, really good and really, really harmful in the sense that there is so much out there that the brain just keeps wanting more, something more. I feel like there's more out there. I feel like I can't, you know, settle quote unquote. And then it gets people in this position where they, they really struggle with either finding someone or staying with someone there's always something better out there, right? Right at the tip that, of our fingers. Exactly. And it's like, well, is this good enough? Do I like this person enough? I get that mm-hmm. question all the time. How do I know if I actually like this person enough or if I'm settling? And it's so sad that people are asking themselves that question, I think now more than, than ever, just because they know there are more options out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like you said, do I like this person? And then the other question is, what does love even look like? Mm -hmm. Right? Like people say, I love you. Some people say it quicker than others. Some people say it later. But really, it's it's what does it mean to you specifically as an individual? Because we all come from different backgrounds, different family systems, different understanding of what love actually looks like. And then we, we come together with another person who's completely different, who has a whole different upbringing than us. And then we're like, whoa, we're just supposed to like figure it out. It's it's wild. It's like we're supposed to know how to love each other right in different ways that the other person needs that we're not familiar with. I think that's a huge issue that we see come up too is you have to really communicate the way you want to give and receive love and make sure that that's aligned with somebody else. And even as little as like, Oh, like, how do I know? Like, I got a question the other day of it's been six months and he hasn't said I love you. Like, how can I get him to say it? Mm. And I'm like, you can't get him to say it. But if you love him, why don't you say it and let him know? 
you guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning, and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend, who happens to be a doctor, and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi-infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the fear, right? Yeah. We always, a lot of us fear, and this is a, another part of dating, is a lot of us fear rejection yeah. and, and really understanding what the rejection really means to us, really bracing through it. It's like, I mean, it's like a quote unquote failure. It can feel like, even though it's not, it's absolutely not, but it can feel like that for a lot of people, at at least something that I've noticed with my work. Yeah. 
I ask people to share what they're currently anxious about in their dating lives and relationships right now um, before getting on this recording with you. And somebody wrote in, I'm afraid I may actually never find somebody because of my fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's like you are in your own, you're standing in your own way. Yeah. Right. It's what's worse, the devil, you know, or the devil, you don't. It's, it's taking a risk either way, right? Falling in love and not allowing yourself to. It's a risk. Yeah, it is. But what happens if if you don't try? You'll mm-hmm. never. You'll be exactly where you are right now wondering what if. If you mm-hmm. do try, it could go really well. It could go well for a little bit of time and then somebody can get hurt. Or mm-hmm. you try and you instantly realize, oh, this isn't a fit. I think an unpopular opinion, or maybe not even unpopular, but maybe something we just don't talk about is there's going to be pain in relationships. Even in the most successful relationships, you're going to experience pain. And most people, I would say unless I I do have a friend that's married to her first boyfriend, first guy she's ever kissed. I know. Wow. Wow. Um, A unicorn. Yeah, but it's a unicorn. Exactly. Most of us have experienced breakups and they're terrible. It's it's so heartbreaking. We don't really talk about how terrible, how it's it's a grieving, right? When you when you end a relationship. So I can understand how people would then, especially if you've been through it, how scary it would be to jump back into another one or to be vulnerable with somebody new without knowing how it's gonna turn out. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. It is. But I also think there's a huge payoff in that risk where even if you do get your heart broken, I have come out so much stronger from every single heartbreak and from Mm -hmm. every rejection. It has made me into who I am. And while I don't wish that feeling on anyone, it's one of the most painful things you could ever experience in life is getting your heart broken. And Mm -hmm it completely transformed me and and made me who I am. And I wouldn't want it any other way. Like I wouldn't undo it if I could go back in time and undo it. I'm glad it happened. Well, it led you to the person that you're with today, right? It taught you the lessons. And I, and I'm saying that, although I also hate telling people like, this is a lot, take this as a lesson, right? Like we don't actually want to hear that. Um, But it taught you lessons about yourself and what you're willing to accept, what your non-negotiables are. And the only way to determine that, unless you're dating someone from when you were 15 years old, is to go through this trial and error and understand what works and what doesn't. And, you know, not everyone's going to be a good fit for you. And that's okay. And you're not going to be a good fit for everyone else either. So you'll you'll reject just as many people that reject you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something to take away. Like rejection isn't an evil thing. It's a part of the process. And there are pros and cons to rejection. But I think if most people you talk to in like a- after they take the time to heal, they'll realize like, oh yeah, this is why that rejection happened. Like this is why that didn't work out. And I'm happy for it. I'm better because of it. Mm-hmm. Makes you stronger, yeah. more capable. Exactly. Exactly. So I got a lot of messages from people yeah. expressing something like, I'm anxious that I'll go on hundreds of dates and never find the right person. I feel like I'm falling behind on life milestones. I feel like no matter what I do, 
and how much I put myself out there, I'm not finding the one and I'm worried that I might never will. Yeah. And, and it's really tough to be in a position where you're viewing everybody else around you as quote unquote succeeding, even though that's not what being in a relationship means and feeling like you're not up to par or on the same track as somebody else that's your age or somebody else, you know, that's near you, that's living near you. Or even where you wanted yourself to be, the expectations mm -hmm. that you set for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. I would say to that, it, it makes me think about whenever I talk about self-esteem versus self-compassion, where self-esteem, basically what it means is we're constantly comparing ourselves to others. Our self-esteem can be high, right? If I get a promotion and you don't, I feel good about myself because I got the promotion. But if you got the promotion and I didn't, I would feel bad. This is where self-compassion comes in. This is where I want you know you guys listening to really start practicing is that's what's going to be there for you during the downs. Because you're allowed to feel upset. You're allowed to feel like, you know, I, I wanted something different for myself and also have the compassion of, okay, well, I'm here because I haven't been presented with the right opportunity or I, I, I'm not looking to just date anybody. It's important to me to feel X, Y, Z with a person. And so another thing is we can look at other relationships we don't really know what happens behind closed doors. We don't know if they're really happy. I mean, wh wh what's the percentage now? 50% of marriages end in, in divorce? Like, we don't want to just get married to get married. We want to get married because this is the person, you know, we want to spend the rest of our lives with. And so, although, you know, this person that asked this question is, it is really hard to see everybody else in the place where you want to be. And it won't be helpful focusing on them. That's not what's going to get you to where you want to be. It's focusing on yourself and working through, okay, well, what's been going on for me? And why, you know, why am I here? What, what has brought me to this place? Yeah, absolutely. And I think even to go as far as like, if there are certain people you follow on Instagram, I might be one of them <laughs> who post pictures with their significant other and it upsets you or makes you feel like, oh, like I so badly want that. Like, why don't I have that? Like, if you know every time you see these things that it upsets you, go ahead and mute me. I don't care. Yeah. I, I yeah. care more about your mental health and how you feel than you seeing my picture. So do what you need to protect your emotions and your peace. And, mm -hmm. you know, you might have friends. I think we've all been in the situation where we have a friend who maybe we're on the same page as them in our singlehood and we're in it together. And then they end up finding somebody before we do. And then they don't shut up about that person because they're so excited about it. Mm -hmm. If there are certain people in your life where you have conversations with them daily and they can't have a conversation without bringing up their significant other, and it makes you feel a certain way or brings you down, they don't know that you're feeling that way. So mm -hmm. you have to do the hard thing and communicate to them like, hey, I'm so happy for you and Joe. And I love that you're so happy and that he treats you so well. But I'm really struggling with my current lack of being able to find somebody. And I just the more I hear you talk about it, the more it upsets me that I don't have that. So I hope you can understand if we can talk about it a little less. And any friend who loves you is going to completely respect that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because both can exist at the same time. You feeling super happy for your friend and you feeling like you need to boundary the conversations around their relationship at this moment. 
If it's yeah. hurting you, it's not serving you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> just made that up. <laughs> love that. Wait, did you really? Yeah, I don't know. I just came. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's going to be a caption or something soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I really like what you said about like, you're not just trying to marry somebody to marry somebody. You're trying to marry your person, the right person who lights you up, who makes you feel the way you want to feel and who brings out the side of you that you want them to bring out. And I think it's so important to remember like, I, I have no doubt in my mind that every single person listening to this, if you wanted a relationship, you could find somebody to date you. You mm-hmm. could absolutely find somebody to be your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your partner, your whoever. There's yeah. somebody out there that would want that 100%, mm-hmm. but they might not be the person that you want or the person that you deserve. And so really focus on the fact that like you are such a dynamic, unique, special individual. And you're looking for someone who's equally as dynamic and unique and special in their own way that fits in with all of your uniqueness. And that's really hard to find, but it's worth going through it. It is so, so worth it yeah. when you do find them and you will. I, I absolutely agree with you. And as you're saying that, I'm, I'm actually really curious to hear your perspective. Do you feel like, and I, it, this sounds kind of black and white, but do you more relate to birds of a feather stick together or opposites attract in relationships? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, I have a little theory about it personally. <laughs> so I'm curious what you think. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating. And my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for 
for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Yeah, I feel like my answer is also not black and white. Like it's I think it's a mix of both. You know, yeah. it can, it's not one way or the other. I think I think there's a blessing and a curse to each. I think it's so wonderful to meet somebody who's so similar to you where you fully just get each other. I think it's also wonderful to meet somebody who's so different where you bring out different sides of each other that you didn't know existed or had never really yeah. been activated or explored before. But you can't be from not you can't be. It's it could be more difficult if you are so different where you maybe can't relate on certain things or you mm-hmm. grew up completely differently and have a whole new set of things to learn that you mm-hmm. just were never aware of before. And it, it could also get boring to be with somebody who's your carbon copy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? You- I mean, I com- I fully agree with you. I think when my client, you know, clients ask me like my perspective on it, I always say it's important to be with somebody that challenges you, right? So that's the they're different than you. Meaning, if I'm extroverted and my partner is introverted, they teach me how to be chill, and I teach them how to speak up, right? And on on the opposite end what should be similar is is sort of what you described as our values, our morals, our goals, our beliefs. And I don't mean beliefs like religion wise. I mean, definitely you can date someone outside of your religion and still have a very successful relationship. Um, But just the point that as long as you have those things in common, that's the foundation of a relationship. So to people that are listening now and are dating and they're, you know, trying to figure that out, um, I, I always like to mention that, that, okay, like it's good to be, especially like late 20s, 30s, 40s, like, and 56, you know, whatever, whenever you're dating, like really understanding like what their life goals are is yeah. going to be extremely important. So I just, I, I wanted to mention that. Well, it's funny that you mentioned your friend who, you know, high school boyfriend, first kiss, first everything. Those situations are more and more surprising to me, not because it's like, wow, you made it through college and whatever, and we're on the same path, but because like we change so much, especially in our 20s, that for two people to meet at such a young age when you, you have no idea who the hell you are. 
and you're just like you sat Mm-mm. next to each other in a class or like thought the other one was cute and ended up somehow like kissing at a party and then just you were each other's significant other because that's what yeah. it was it's crazy for two people in that situation to grow and change together and individually in a way where you're still compatible and you do value the same things and want the same things. And I know there's a million bumps in the road along the way, yeah. but it's just so mind blowing. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. but it is so crazy. Yeah. I mean, when we think about it, our frontal lobe only develops when we're 25. I, I think that we shouldn't have to work a full-time job until that develops uh, personally, because we're not adults. We're not. <laughs> we're we not don't know form. anything. We don't know. How, I, I, I can't kill a bug on my own still. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> relocate the bug, as my brother Andrew would prefer. I cannot relocate a bug as a 29-year-old individual. That's something I got well, you know. <laughs> But But <laughs> that's neither here nor there because you are a full-functioning adult and you have this beautiful apartment that you've created. And you know what? The bug just crashed. It's not being rent. Really it's New York to play. City. Yeah. <laughs> It's but rude. I work I work really hard to be able to afford this apartment. Who does the bug think it is? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the bug's gender. Who does the bug think it is to just waltz in here? Also, interrupt my recording that I've been looking yeah. forward to. Rude. Rude. Just rude. It's not all it's about the bug. No. Um, I want to ask you something. You mentioned finding somebody who challenges you. Yes. I had a conversation with somebody about this recently trying to figure out what that really means or what it should mean. And this person was a little defensive about it saying like, well, why do I don't want to be challenged all the time? Like that sounds annoying. That sounds frustrating. Why do I have to find somebody who challenges me? So I would love to know your take on what that really means or what that looks like in a healthy relationship. Yeah. Well, I I don't know fully the conversation you had with this person, but using absolute words like all or, you know, all or nothing. Yeah. Like absolutely. You shouldn't be challenged all the time. That would be terrible. I mean, that would just, honestly, it would feel invalidating at a certain point. Um, I just think that in order to grow, we have to evolve and we have to really allow ourselves to soak in different things in life in order to be like a full like well-rounded individual it's good to understand different perspectives now that doesn't mean that I have to agree with the different perspectives like 100% no but like like I mentioned it's it's like the the more of like the smaller things like um I'm trying to think about like me and my husband he like the example that I gave, like, I'm very much like, I got to do something. I got to like go on a walk. I got to go on a hike. I got to go. <laughs> and he's like, can we just like watch TV? And it's so important for my parasympath- parasympathetic nervous system to like relax and do some like mm-hmm. mindfulness. And it's good for him to get on a walk. So it's things like that that are, are going to be important to sort of like, this is what I mean by challenging each other. Or if I'm like, you know, my business is not doing well and I'm just going to quit. And for him to be like, no, Lior, like you got this. It's just, it's a, it's a tough month. Let's figure, let's brainstorm together. Let's get up and do this. That's challenging me. Right. It's, it's not just saying, okay, all right, don't, don't do it. Right. Cause then where, where would I be? I wouldn't have a support system. That's my perspective on it. That's how I look at it. I like that a lot. It's, 
you're being challenged in a way that makes you better and supports you and opens up your world. It's not like arguing about every little thing or debating all the time. It's like, there's somebody who loves you so much that they want you to be the best version of yourself. And mm-hmm. they're going to hold you to that most of the time or some yeah. of the time, not all the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes he'll say things to me. I'll say things to him and we're like, F off. Like, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's okay. Like that you're, yeah. you are your own individual. You have a voice. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's good to have a different perspective. How did you and your husband meet? Um, we met junior year of college in a snowstorm we were neighbors and we never even interacted until like the second semester and then it was a snowstorm and that was it (laughs) I love that the rest is history I was young too I mean when when you think about it like also meeting somebody in college like that's pretty young (laughs) like Mm -hmm. when I really look back I'm like holy crap I was a child Yep. But you but you grew individually and together in a way that worked. We did. And you know what? We didn't live together. Like when we graduated college, he lived in North Jersey. I lived in South Jersey. So for years until we bought a house together when we were 26, 7, that's when we moved in together. So we actually wow. really did get to grow apart in a way. Not in like a... Like Not like a, growing apart, like but you got to yeah. be individuals and have exactly. your own lives. And I think that's really important. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Okay. So as the holidays are coming up and people are feeling a little bit more down about being single or they really were hoping, oh, I'll have someone to bring to Christmas or Thanksgiving or Hanukkah or whatever holiday this year. They don't have that person. Mm -hmm. They've tried everything. What would you say? How how could we guide somebody either? We're not trying to snap our fingers and give people a partner, but just to feel better about where they're at right now during this time where people feel more alone. Yeah. Well, my, my therapist response is a little bit more complicated than just here's what you should do. Um, As it should be. Yeah. Right. Well, it's up to the individual when we, when we really think about it, like what is it that makes us want to bring someone to the holiday, right? Is it because we don't want to brace our family by ourselves? Like, is that why? Is it because we want to show someone off? Is it because we don't want the questions of, are you dating anybody, right? Like, I I really want you guys to think about why is it that this has become something so important to me? It's almost like uh, commercialized. Commercialized? Is that the word? Yeah, commercialized. Yeah. Yeah, is, so. that, is that the word I'm looking for right now? Commercial. Um, <laughs> and um, consumerism. <laughs> I, it's a C word. And doing I great. Think Consumption. Um, um, no, I don't. I'll explain it and then you tell me what. It, <laughs> English is my second know, the language. Second, the second we hang up is when we're both going to figure out what it was. It, it's always like that with me and my clients. Oh, at the end, I'll have to say some funny things that I say to my clients. But um <laughs> But it's 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 sort of like okay, it's like bachelorette parties, it's like bridal showers, it's like all these things we do because like everybody else does it, and we think like, well, it's is it commercialized? Is that I think the it word? is? I think okay, you're okay. right. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, not that it's wrong to have all these things. I mean, like I, I had them. <laughs> it's not wrong to have these things, but it's like, is it really what I want, or is it what like all the Christmas movies and all the holiday movies? 
tells me that like I'm gonna go back to my hometown I'm gonna meet like this lumberjack and it's gonna be like so amazing we're gonna fall in love and then I'm gonna move to Arkansas instead of living in the city um so we've all had that dream yeah (laughs) exactly I mean I don't know if I want to be in Arkansas but but no I I definitely think that a lot of people just have the dream of what it would be like like they we fantasize what bringing a partner home for the holidays is where realistically it might it might be great right like and it also might just be yeah this is like jack and yeah we're we're dating and you you eat your food and then you go home <laughs> like and the, and then that's it's one day right thanksgiving is one day hanukkah's seven days, but you really kind of only celebrate it one day, right? Um, Christmas is one day. I guess there's Christmas Eve, but it's just, it's one day, right? And we can do hard things for one day. And if it's, if it feels like I only want someone because I want to bring them to the holiday, then we really need to understand why we want to be in a relationship, right? What really motivates us to be in one. Yeah. I think that is so wise and something I, I've never really heard anyone articulate before. And so thank you. I think that will provide a lot of comfort to a lot of people. And I think it's just so important, yeah, in like every situation to think about like, why do we want this person? Even again, like when you're scrolling social media and you see a happy couple doing a TikTok dance together, it's like, yeah. oh, I wish I had, like, I used to think to myself, oh, I wish I had someone to do TikTok dances with. Like, no, I, no, that was definitely not a priority in my life. But I desired it because, again, it was commercialized and made it look like, well, that's what a happy couple is. So that is what I want. And that is not true. And I have somebody and he will do a lot of things, but he will not do a TikTok (laughs) dance. And that's okay. So yeah, I do think it's so important to take a pause. And if there's something you want so badly or you think you want so badly, think about what those reasons are behind it. And I think also if you're worried, you know, if you know your Aunt Judy is going to ask, oh, like, why are you single? Like, why don't you have anybody yet? Like, the clock's ticking. Like, just come up with some answers ahead of time that you Mm -hmm. can say back that you're prepared for. So you don't even have to be afraid for when this happens. You already know exactly what you're going to say back. And maybe it's, oh, actually, like, really not focused on dating right now because I just got a promotion and I'm working really hard at my job. Or, yeah, I've Mm -hmm. met a lot of people, but nobody has gotten me excited and I'm holding out for somebody who's really special. Like that is a completely valid answer. Yeah. It's also valid to say like, yeah, dating's really hard right now. Like, I don't know the last time you were on dating apps, Aunt Judy, who is 78 years old, but um, good luck if you ever want to try them and then you can come talk to me. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And yeah, meeting someone in in person too. It's, it's all hard. It's all all hard. hard. It's all hard. It's all hard, but you're not alone. Mm-mm. And no one's Mm-mm. actually asking you that question because they're like, oh, what's wrong with you that you're still single? They're just like, they also, they, they think that happiness is having a partner and yeah. they want that for you. But, but really what they want is for you to be happy. And yeah. so if you can kind of reroute the conversation to be about other things that are making you happy, that's a win. Yeah. 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 Like you said, like redirect the conversation. Like you can say one of the beautiful phrases that you just mentioned, I loved all of them. And then you could be like, oh my God, I forgot. I have to like grab blah, 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 like the plate out of the, you know, and totally disengage. Hi. Like change, yeah, change the subject. Oh my God, I have to go to the bathroom. Like, 
you know, you can you can get yourself out of there. You can answer if you want to be polite and you can, you know, take yourself or you can also just be honest and be like, I because I'm not dating or because I haven't found someone or yeah. mind your own business. <laughs> exactly. Mind your own business. I love it. Yeah. I think that's such a good skill to have of how to get out of conversations you don't want to be in. I need mm-hmm. to be better at it because I will stay there until the bitter end. And it's mm-hmm. so awkward and uncomfortable. And I just need to get better at like, oh, I'm going to go grab a drink. Do you want anything? Or yeah. I got to run to the bathroom. I'll see you around. <laughs> Yeah, I'll see you around. I'll see you around. See you never. <laughs> My stomach really hurts. You don't want to be around me. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you got to say. That That is me all the time, actually. Yeah, same. That is same. <laughs> um, same. One person wrote in something that I would love your take on. They said, I'm anxious about seeming needy. I want to be able to be myself without worrying. Okay. This is my favorite question. Okay. Mate, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with a one-liner on this one. Maybe it's not that you're needy, but that you just have needs. And having Period. needs is normal. Yeah. We all have needs. Yeah. I mean, what does needy even mean? I mean, we all we all have yes, we all have our needs. We all have our non-negotiables. We all have our things that we're not willing to accept without change. And yeah, there are there are gonna be times where that doesn't match up with someone that you're dating or you know, let's say you really value good morning texts and the other person doesn't send them, but that's like something that's important for you. That's a bid for connection. You want, you desire that because you you want to be thought of in the morning, right? Okay? It's not just about the text. It's there's deeper meanings to it. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to say, hey, I, you know, I really like, I really like it when you send me the good morning text. I really like getting good morning texts. I think it's more about the uh, delivery of, of, expressing our needs, which you you are allowed more than allowed to, rather than the need itself. Right. Yeah. And somebody who's not able to show up for your needs, that's not the person you want to be with. And mm-hmm. so I'm a huge proponent for, we all have needs, like express them, ask mm-hmm. for what you need. That is a great filter to find out, is this the right person for me? Or are they not the right person for me? And if you don't feel comfortable, if you feel like so afraid to express your needs to somebody, that might also be a sign that this isn't a fit because you should be able to ask for what you need without fearing a harsh response or being made to feel like, oh, that's ridiculous that you're asking that or why do you need that? You know, and I think the way you phrased it too of like, I love when you send a good morning text, it makes me feel good expressing why you want something, I think is a really good thing to add. It's not just like, oh, I want you to text me in the morning. So I know you're thinking of me. It's, it makes me feel really good when I hear from you when I first wake up. It makes me feel special. Yeah. I always, I always say, you know, we want to use I statements, not you didn't send me a good morning text, even though a lot of us, you know, we we get really in our feels about it, but that, you know, I feel really loved when, I get a text in the morning. I feel really, you know, connected to you when, you know, X, Y, Z or, or I feel really sad when I don't get a text message. You're also allowed to phrase it in that way. Right. Mm-hmm. So I statements guys, it's the best way of communicating. Yeah. Cause they don't want you to feel sad. They want you to feel special if they mm-hmm. are somebody who is invested in you. And if they're not, that's okay, but that's good to know. So you can say yeah. bye. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Next. Yep. Thank you. Next. <laughs> 
Okay. A few unrelated longer listener questions I want to get to because I feel like yeah, you yeah. are just going to have amazing answers. As a guy, how do I combat the anxiety of approaching women in real life? Additionally, how do I deal with rejection without taking it personally or being embarrassed or afraid to try again? Dating is hard. Dating is hard. I think for for men, there is that expectation of them being the ones that need to approach women. Um, if he's referring to a heterosexual relationship, of course. Um, I would say it's always going to be a hit or a miss, right? Always, always approach people with respect, with well intentions, with, you know, not that I think this person would with any creepy pickup lines, but like it, it could just be like, Hey, you know, what are you guys doing here? Like, are you guys, do you guys come here? <laughs> do you come here often? Um, <laughs> you know, kind of just starting sparking a conversation and you can feel when somebody's interested and you can feel when somebody isn't. So that leads to that question of rejection of like, if you're talking to someone, you know, you, you took, got the courage to talk to somebody and that's like, it, uh, it is very hard. Um, and then you notice that they're kind of like looking away or they're not engaging or they're not asking questions back, you know, that's, that's tough. And you didn't really do much. If you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, you didn't approach this person with flowers and a dinner date and, you know, all these things, you just approached them and you started having a conversation. They weren't interested, you know, they, they didn't show signs of interest and you can say, Okay, well, it was good. it was nice talking to you guys. Like, have have a good rest of your day or night or whatever, and just chalk it up to all right. This is this is a person that isn't going to be my person. I deserve to be respected. I deserve to be and, talked to. And you can be proud of yourself because you did a really hard and scary thing. And <laughs> the more you do it, the easier it will get. So, what's mm-hmm. the worst that's going to happen if you go up to a woman? Probably, mm-hmm. the worst thing is that they won't be interested. But that's yeah. okay because if every for every woman that would go up to you, which I know they're probably not, like you wouldn't equally be interested in all of them back, but you'd still be flattered. So if anything, yeah. you're still giving somebody like a positive, flattering, nice experience and you're getting the practice in. So I think it's just about really, you know, I have my favorite, all-time favorite movie quote from a very underrated movie that surprisingly nobody I've ever talked to has seen. It's called mm-hmm. How to Buy, it's, I Bought a Zoo. I bought a zoo. Honestly, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I a zoo. Phenomenal film. Okay. <laughs> it's, I have to watch the it. Quote, the quote is, all it takes is 20 seconds of insane courage, and I promise you something great will come of it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Eventually, if you try it enough times, you're yeah. going to score. Yeah. And just just count to 20. Count to 10. Be like, okay, on the count of 10, I'm going to take a deep breath. And by the time I get to 10, I'm, I got to be in the conversation. I got I to gotta start walking over there. Like, yeah. Just talk to yourself, like talk yourself up, hype yourself up the way you would hype your best friend up. You know, these yeah. are all scary things that we want to do. And just the reward could be so amazing. And bring a friend. Yeah. Bring a friend with you. Bring a, friend. Bring a, friend. <laughs> a wingman. My ex always gave me a lot of attention and I got used to it for 10 plus years. I'm now dating someone new for three months and I notice I get major anxiety when the new person's attention level is not up to my unrealistic standards. I don't want to have these standards, but it's as if my body won't listen. How can I get past this? Well, I wonder if they're unrealistic or this person is really just more avoidant, right? So that's my first thought. You were also used to something for 10 years, became a habit, 
in a way, right? We we form these connections with people and it's 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 really hard to I mean, only three months, right? Like it feels like a long time, but it's also not a long time compared to the years and years and years that you were used to something, right? So I would say challenge yourself, check in with yourself, truly understand, is this person just, you know, we're in the beginning stages of a relationship and this person's just sort of not really a, like a, I don't, I I mean, I don't know what the attention it is that this viewer is talking about, whether it's like texting or quality time. But if it's complete, I mean, if you're just questioning and you're feeling uncomfortable and anxious and you're trying to talk to this person about it and they're unwilling to change or unwilling to understand where you're coming from, you know, maybe that person is not the right person for you. And if you truly believe that this is a you issue, a you issue only, I mean, therapy, <laughs> uh, number one, to really understand that. Um, and I would, I would look into attachment styles. I'd read more about those. Yeah. I like the figuring out, like, what is it you actually need and why? And, you know, just be maybe try and focus on the ways they are showing you attention or showing that they care about you that are different from what you experienced before. Because I'm sure while your ex gave you tons of attention, like there were reasons that it didn't work out with him clearly Mm -hmm. because you're no longer dating this person. So what are the things that this new person's doing, the qualities that they have about them that really excite you, that you feel really good around? Because this is a different person than your ex. And so their behavior, their showing of love or attraction or ease and happiness and joy is going to be different. And so I think also focus on like, oh, this thing that they're doing is new, but that actually feels really good. It's just unfamiliar, but I really appreciate that they do that instead of focusing on, well, they're not sending me that good morning text that I got for Mm -hmm. 10 plus years. Right. I always think of like dating as Goldilocks and the three bears. This bed's too big. This bed's too small. This bed's just Just right. right. I love that. Right. It just might be like, like 54 that are too big, 48 that are too small, and then one that you think is just right, but then ends up being too small, and then a few more of those, and then you get one. Exactly. (laughs) That is modern dating. Exactly. And you don't even think that the just right is going to be the one that's just right. Yep, exactly. Sometimes you don't even want to go on the date, and then like your friends are like, just go, and then it works out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. My... Last question for you, my favorite question to ask, what is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received or have to give? Oh, I would say, oh, this is tough. This is tough. I know. Off the top of my head, the first thing that has come to mind, I don't know if it's the best, but it's just the first thing that came to mind is sleep on it. (laughs) Sleep on it. Just Take time, think about it. We get really, really heated in moments. We might say things that we don't mean. We might do things that we don't mean, that we might regret. And the only person you have control over in this world is yourself. And so I urge everyone, even with friends, any relationship, any type of interpersonal relationship you have in your life, boss, sleep on it. Go to bed angry. You do not need to make up before bed. Please do I not love that take. I yeah. agree. Go to bed angry. Yeah, go to bed. It might There's solve no everything. Need. It 
it usually does, right? Who can who can possibly solve an issue when when things are heated? People need that de-escalation. I so, wish we talked about this 45 minutes ago so we could talk about it for the next 45 minutes. I'm um, obsessed. Well, we need to do another session. Then. <laughs> a session. <laughs> no, it literally felt like a therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Lior, thank you so much for being here. Where can everybody find you? And are you accepting new clients? Yeah. So you can find me at The Therapy Gal. I'm on TikTok and Instagram. I sadly have underscores on Instagram. Um, but still, if you type in The Therapy Gal, you should find me. Um, and then... Am I accepting new clients? Yeah. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm booked and sometimes I'm not. But I do have a group practice. We're located in Philadelphia, but we also offer therapy in New Jersey and Colorado along with Pennsylvania. Um, So yeah, if you're interested, I have an incredible group of therapists and we all were just like me. (laughs) We all think alike. (laughs) I love it. I will have all of that linked in the show notes and on Instagram, you guys. So check it out. Trust me, follow Lior. She has amazing content and is just such a great follow. Really, really great follow. And again, mute me if I'm not a great follow to you anymore. (laughs) Don't follow me. Just mute me though. Keep keep the number there. Um, This has been amazing. Thank you so much. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you for listening. Send this episode to a friend who needs to hear it. Send it to the group chat. Send it to your cousins. Send it to your Aunt Judy so maybe she can just back off and not pester you over Thanksgiving or Christmas Mm -hmm. or Kwanzaa or New Year's. And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!